0: Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast, episode number 124. The Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast is two blokes that have known each other forever who catch up most days in the Melbourne CBD for lunch to talk everything Essendon Football Club. My name is Grant and with me is Scott.
1: Hello, everyone. Good to be back. Uh, We're back from lawn. Uh, A little mini break. (laughs) Yes, the mini break is done. Uh, Look, lots to talk about today. We obviously had the semi-tragic uh, loss to Sydney, but I th- I've, sadly I think we're getting used to having tragic losses at the SCG. Uh, but I, I can't help but be, can't be, what, upbeat about it. If, if there's ever
0: been a honourable loss,
1: that's it. Yeah, it's one of those ones. I'm pretty uh, ruthless by nature and I usually go, oh, no, no, you know, we've got to win these games. But, you know, playing 13 players uh, who have played 50 games or less – uh, against the most informed team that just smashed the Premiers yeah. at their home ground, you know, for us to be up by 25 at one stage uh, and be right in it to the end, I can't be, you know, I'm kind of semi-proud, to be honest. <laughs> that's, <laughs> I thought, that's where my head's at. It's, you know, you know, I think people are starting to get the theme of how we've been mentally assessing 2021 and, you know, I was talking to Grant the other day about how I feel like there's a little bit of 2016 spirit in me uh, and how I'm approaching this year and, and seeing a two- or three-year kind of vision. Uh, and, you know, boy, we're going to talk about a few players today, but there's one guy there's one guy who played his fourth game, and we'll talk about him later. But you got to be excited about some of the crop that's coming through this side. The way they're galvanising together yeah. – um, uh, and, you know, even just, you know, I even watched Instagram last night, you know, just to see him. It's like 15 players out to dinner last night, you know. So it, it, they're an incredibly tight unit, um, and I, I'm just really... <laughs> it's 1-3, and three, um, and we've played two of the top four teams, and I must admit, we easily could be 3-1. and one. Like, the Hawthorne game, we should have probably won. Yeah. Sydney game was really genuine 50-50. I mean, we probably yeah. maybe should have won, but, uh, you know, it's a hard one. Um, but we easily could be 3-1. And, one, uh, and uh, they've, they've just, they're you know, this against the Saints, they were great. Uh, against Hawthorne, the first half, they were obviously very, very good. I thought they were very good for, for most of the game. It was really, the game, uh, that kind of 10, 15-minute laps where Sydney quickly kicked five or six goals in a row was They'll probably really kick themselves in the foot, and that's that's
0: the big one for me. The KPI for me was the Hawthorne game was atrocious, right? The first half was incredible and looked all manner of pretty, but the second half was atrocious, right? Because they 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 didn't recover from their fifteen minutes worth of just really bad play. It went into the second, uh, sorry, it went into the fourth quarter, and they just got overrun and smashed, right? The KPI for me out of that is a learning experience. And what's happened is in the Saints, we we played well. The Saints were r- real bad. Like, they were really bad. Um, But this game for the Swans is that we, we played the same. We were running. We were linking. We were doing really well. We got our 25 points up. And then the one thing we did again was that 15-minute lapse. Yeah. Now, we did it again. But, but, that's really bad. And that's like, I think the... The coaching staff and truck and that will have identified that period of time and what actually happens in that period of time, I think, to the nth degree because that's our major problem at the moment. But the really big KPI for me was that they didn't then take that 15 minutes or the third quarter into the fourth quarter. They didn't just continue to drop the head or get overrun in the fourth quarter as well. We came back. We... We played really well again. We lifted. And if it wasn't for, I mean, people go, oh, Buddy was such an awesome, crap, pardon my French. He took a mark in the forward line. He took one mark. It was just, it was a lucky mark. Um, If the umpires had a bloody, had their eyes open when Hickey got um, uh, holding the ball out of the ruck, then we wouldn't be having this conversation. But we, I like the fact that we didn't, let the third quarter become the fourth quarter we fought back
1: and Oh, sorry almost second won quarter, it. sorry second quarter is when they when they went ballistic. my apologies
0: yeah sorry okay sorry my, my apologies so um yeah that, that quarter where we so had the the second
1: laps. half yeah they i thought after half time they obviously regrouped well and there was a bit of resilience they they went they came back they gave it to them and and look in this game there's always these moments of these of these plays you go oh if they could only have it back There's one play where 43 to 18 up um, and we're running through the midfield on the Sydney kind of defensive side of the midfield, but we're running through and we're just about to have this clear break where you feel like we could run the whole length of the ground Mm -hmm. and score and just this one bad handball (laughs) Uh, because it was going to Hindy and Hindy was gone. Like if we went to him – it was – We were. No one's d- catching it. It definitely was going to be a shot on goal. We had the whole field in front of us. Yeah. Just the handball went slightly behind him. It fumbled, and 10 seconds later, Sydney, yeah. goal, Sydney scores a goal. Yep. And I just thought, oh, <clears> man, sometimes games me. can be just really – so you know, it down to inches. inches. Definitely the, be down to inches. That handball gets nailed, and, you know, you never know what happens because we we're on such a roll. I actually thought, too, as the game went on um, – uh, Sydney were a little bit used to the dewy weather. Like the, at the start of the game was a bit more dry and I thought our handling was much better. Ooh. We started, you know, we were nailing most of our kicks. Uh, we were looking to lower our eyes. We are handling the ball better. I actually thought as the game went on, uh, we just, uh, our, our hands were just obviously not used to the jewel, but it, the ball was very slipping out of hand. We just couldn't yeah. take marks. Uh, they were yeah. dropping sort of easy marks.
0: The, in, in the first half, the likes of Parrish and... and um Merit. and Zaka were one touch. They were picking the ball up out of mid out of and Merritt
1: or Zaka's.
0: Did I? I didn't say Zarakas?
1: You said Zaka, did you?
0: Did I? Oh, oh you mean Zach Merritt? Zach Merritt. Oh, sorry, sorry. Zach Merritt. Sorry, sorry. Yes. Um, Zach Merritt. <laughs> um, say <laughs> trying to confuse me. Um, they were one touch, one touch out of the midfield. The ball had hit the deck. They would. It had bounced straight into Parrish's hands, he'd do something great with it and away we'd go, right? In that second half, you were right. I'm, I'm looking at the contests on the ground and going, geez, there's a lot of fumbling and a lot of yeah. hands pushing it into people's legs and legs kicking it into hands. And mm. Again, it must have been the Jew. I, I don't often put much, um I don't know, sort of thought, or what's the word? I don't put much... um Emphasis? Emphasis. What? That's the word I am trying How do I not know that? Anyway, uh, I don't put much emphasis on the dewy conditions. Like, I think it sometimes can be a bit of an excuse. But honestly, I think for both sides, um, and I think you're right in that they might have handled it a little bit better in the second half, because where we were dominating the mids...
1: Yeah, um, I, I thought our effort... I actually felt like we were slightly the better team on some parts of that uh, second half. Just... We couldn't capitalize as much with our skills. Yeah, I agree. And and they scored, you know, like they have with most teams they've played this year. They they scored a lot of goals out of out of our mistakes, and uh, which really hurts. But yeah. but the important part is though we did take the game on, and so you, they're the, I can take a loss like that because yeah, okay, there was some crucial mistakes, but it was us taking the game on. Yes. it was us. Yeah. as it was us bringing it to them. Uh, so. You know, I, you know, everyone knows my history. I hate losses, uh, but I genuinely, as as a future view of, of of I guess of everything and and where I want this club to be in two three years and, and changing a culture and changing a an identity that unfortunately has plagued this club. There is there does seem to be at this early stage, and I'll say early stage. I feel like there's a glimmer of light happening at the moment and. Uh, but and and why? Because
0: right? I've, I've got I've got what my thoughts are on why. But what the glimmer of hope? Why? I I feel like there's a so and, and sorry to interrupt you one more time. But a, a glimmer <laughs> of hope. Why is there is there definable little bullet points you can give us, or is it is it literally more of a feeling?
1: No, well, I feel like there's a better connection between the players and truck and the players and worst fault, If I'm being honest. I, yes, I think that's they true. I think they're playing for Truck uh, and they're believing in more of what they want.
0: And I think Truck keeps telling them to play for the club, mm. like to play for Essendon. So they're, they're playing for Truck, but inadvertently they're doing it for the jumper mm. and for Essendon and the history of it and for each other, right? Because they are Essendon at the moment. Those players are... Truck's trying to instil... The Essendon Football Club into these players, and I think the players realise that they are the Essendon Football Club.
1: No, uh, I agree, and and that's how it feels like. You, uh, I mean, Dyson Heppel uh, after the game. Uh, if you haven't heard it, I'll, I'll play like thirty seconds of yeah, it. Yeah, right? please, because
0: it's it's really important.
1: A- and and please excuse it is bad audio. So yeah, uh, he mentions a few nicknames. I think Noddy means uh, Braden Ham Pleur. Don't ask me why. Plur,
0: no, Plur is Francis.
1: Is Francis. Yeah. yeah. Noddy is Ham. Uh, yeah, don't know about that. Uh, Thatchy is uh, Sir Thatcher. So yep. there's a few <laughs> names. But just this is obviously that we've had a heavy, I won't say heavy loss, but a loss that they, they generally look gutted to lose, which one I like as well. Yeah, because uh, uh, Heppel
0: said it, Truck said it. No, no, no. We were going up there to win that game of footy.
1: Yeah, yeah. I like it. So this is, this is Heppel just talking to the guys for about – uh, a 30 second clip just after the game.
2: Everybody had their moments tonight and they played well, really well. We stood up to the heat, we bought the heat. It's just those little lapses, just dragging out a bit too long of their posters. Should be proud though, fellas. Going and the seen, you go to another level. Foxy's huge moments, man. Huge moments. Smart footing, Perko, same thing, Donnie. Mate, hey, you've been outstanding all year. It's not. Actually, what am I playing with you? I have a crack every week. Don't do it. Talk about connection. It's moments like that that we've arrived. we develop again. We're starting to the bed, these said, they I know we are hurting right now. It's playing with you, I've had a lot of, a lot of fun. Each week we rock up to get better. Every day at the club, great energy. Everyone's so
1: committed, all right, for the first time in a long time. That's a very interesting last line. Everyone's so committed for the first time in a long time. I
0: think you're right, yeah. Uh, It
1: it was interesting, um, uh, uh, the Western Bulldogs guy in SEN, uh, Murphy. um, Murphy. He he was just discussing, he felt as a player that when players – uh, 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 kind of discussing or, or known to poss- possibly leaving the club, whether people like it or not, it can be distracting because you feel like as a group you're not all there. Yeah. And, and he does he, he made it he did make an interesting comment that you know probably the Danaher and Fantasia leaving is uh though they're good players and it's sardy. actually is probably united the group more because what's left behind is guys who are more on one who journey to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So and it does feel that way. Uh, and it's crazy that we're talking like this and we're one and three but it, it's just we knew it was going to be a building year a developing year but they you know like I said you know you can't ignore that 13 guys have played 50 games around it you just can't ignore it no. like that's so much less experience
0: and we're missing we're missing one of our best defenders for the last 10 12 years in um, in bear and we've patty Ambrose would be nice to have in that side and we don't have um Dylan,
1: Dylan Shield, Caldwell. Dylan Shield, Caldwell. Yeah. We
0: don't have Draper, Draper Heppel. I mean, he, yeah. he comes back and we haven't had him regularly. So there is a number of contributing factors to to us being one and three. Um, but I think it's also a contributing factor that Scotty and I are both looking at each other right now going, but I'm okay. I'm, I'm yeah. okay because we, we know that whatever window that, that I think the Dons thought we had under worstfold when we got Triple S and we got um, some players in and we were at the destination club of choice and we had Stringer and that said yes and Sad that said yes and Shield that said yes against many, many other offers. Whatever window that was potentially to yeah, get players. Gone. That's gone. That so that that window never actually happened. Um, which is cool. I mean we we got there's there's plenty of people that'll say that we got Smith and Shield and Stringer and Sad and they're all sort of the same size and we, we potentially should give up other people. That That's fine. That window's gone. So the new window under truck, no, it's not even a window. The new process under truck is to re-establish what the Essendon Footy Club um, means and what it is, um, re-establish a way of playing and a way of working with the players um, and start to build from young talented footballers coming through yep. and if you if you mark the club in my opinion in my humble opinion if you mark the club on doing that i think the answer is yes like if you look at the kpis we've got the the hanger all the the, the stuff on the walls the players coming back in and talking to these young kids they're instilling what it means to be essendon then you you've got we're playing coxie already who, mind you, if he looks looks like he's been playing for five years already, but we're playing um uh, the Perkinator as well, right? Mm-hmm. We're playing him. Reedy's just like I said from your um from your assessment on the VFL last night. He's not quite there as a key position um backman just yet because he's thin. He's real thin. We're not asking Cox or or um Perkins to play key positions. They're running around so that they can they don't have to be. Body on body against Reed or um or Buddy or something stupid like that. So I think the KPIs for developing a young squad and playing a reasonably attractive and successful brand of football is there so far, right? Yeah. We have played two of the top four play uh, two of the top four teams, and we've we've acquitted ourselves well for that many players under fifty games. So it's a development year. We all know it. So that's why I'm, I'm confident because I'm seeing the same club every year, every year, every game so far. Last year, you didn't know who the hell was going to turn up. You had no consistency in the way we play. In this, apart from the Hawthorne section, um, we know what kind of football we're going to get. It's high energy. It's tackling. It's high pressure. Um, we've got... Um, Harrison Jones running around on a forward line, we'd really, really like to have Sam Draper in there right now. That would help a lot. Um, but I know what I'm going to – I think I know what I'm going to get every week from this club so far. So as a start, I'm happy.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. And look, if, if Sam Draper probably plays last night, we'd probably win the game. Yeah, yeah and that's, that's the thing, right? Because uh, – one thing's for sure Peter Wright's not a Ruckman no he's not uh, <laughs> he's not and look I know he's had a lot of criticism and and you know even myself I was like well same
0: I'd, I said it on yeah. the Patreon he,
1: he does you know if with being technically um, I guess questioning something it's he has to improve his body on body work because someone that big and that and and he is quite strong. That's it. He's not a stick. He's quite no, he's strong. No, he's a hundred. So odd he kilos, man. He shouldn't be pushed aside that easy. Yeah. And then he has to still get that into his head. Uh, so the, the problem is though. I think after he's been in the league, what six years more, seven
0: years or something? I don't know. Mm. He's been in the league six, seven years. If he hasn't learned to throw his body around now, then it's not in his mindset to do. Right? Mm. He's not. He's one of those guys that, like Shane Mumford. Shane Mumford couldn't run out of sight on a dark night. Right? like he he couldn't couldn't get an inch off the ground if he wanted to. but what does Mummy do really well that made him one of the decent ruckman and feared Ruckman is that he takes a hundred and and a lot of kilos and he throws it at people mm-hmm. right? because he's got something you don't have and that is a hundred plus kilos that really does damage, right so, he, he knows how to use his body he knows how to get in front of packs mm. and he knows how to lean on people or smash people if he has to. Peter writes 100 and not as many as money mummy but a hundred and some odd kilos. if he really wanted to stand his ground it's still you got to move a hundred plus kilos it's just not in his makeup I don't think right so we are gonna have to take the same reason why he's not playing on the Gold Coast anymore we're gonna have to take Peter for his uh, on his merits and know that he's not going to take enormous pack marks and um, uh, and and throw his body around. But yep. um, well, why don't we go for a quick break, Scotty? Yep. Uh, we will come back after the break. We'll get into some players and we'll get into the review of the game. Sounds good. Welcome back to the lunchtime catch-up podcast. Now then, um, I feel like I've rambled enough, Scotty. I feel like I just I was thinking in that break, just thinking. Geez, I was I've rambled a fair bit in this uh, opening <laughs> part of the podcast, so I'll hand it over to you. Shall we start on uh, on a review of the game and, and we we'll start at the back line of the players.
1: Yeah, well, um, I actually thought the back six did really well. I, it's, I mean, Sydney's obviously scored eighty three. I know they haven't kicked totally straight, but a lot of, also a lot of their goals that they they missed were under pressure or from uh, yeah. angles and and that sort of thing. So I, I do. I thought the back six was fine. I uh, I thought Francis was quite good against Buddy. To be honest, I, I, I th- it was at least a draw for my mind. If not, I've, I've if never not seen slightly. Him. Yeah,
0: so I've never seen him. Stick one on one with forwards like that in my life, especially someone like Buddy. He was doing the whole right on your hammer, reach around. He did everything he could, I and
1: mean, there's some. There was just a couple of players with Buddy just literally was too tall or too wide or and too big. Buddy. But that's not Francis's fault. No, it's Buddy for goodness' yeah, sake. But you know, I thought he's had two good, really good weeks in a row. I and and that I mean that umpiring call where he's Buddy's going for the low mark and and he's and he's going out, he's dived to punch it from him, as every defender could, yeah. and the ball's gone 30 metres to the left and it's happened to go out of bounds, and they said it's deliberate. No, no, man, that's- that is the most, oh, I like, understand the spirit of the game. He Francis's idea is to dive and punch it so Buddy doesn't mark. And but they
0: thought he deliberately moved his body or punched it in a direction to go out of bounds. Just when he's got Buddy Franklin in front of him, and all he's wanting to do is get his fist on the ball—that's all he's <laughs> hoping to do.
1: And it's just, oh, that just there were some umpiring decisions. I mean, I know if we could talk about it for ages, we, but
0: I mean, we don't we don't tend to tee off particularly hard on the on the umpires on this no. podcast, mate. But they were bad last night, and and, and for uh, uh, for us as well. There were some, some free kicks that we got that I went, oh, no, that's not a free kick, man. Like, that's – wow, that's really bad. But some of the really obvious ones, like Hickey and well, that one Well, it felt like Francis. the
1: second half when things were getting tighter, they just had a really good run. Like, they, yeah. I mean, obviously they won 29 to 16 freeze, freeze but it just felt like we were tackling really well and not getting rewarded for yeah. tackling really well. Yeah,
0: the effort. We weren't getting that reward for the effort.
1: Yeah, there was just multiple plays where it was quite – Obvious to me that they either dropped the ball, didn't dispose of it properly or held yeah. on to it. And I just didn't feel like we we're getting those calls for our effort. And and I thought we deserved a bit more luck. Uh, so uh, that's all I'll go on about that. But look, the back six, uh, look, everyone everyone did well. Like uh, I actually made a mistake on the Patreon review because I said um, Guelfi, uh on Papley. But it was actually Nick Hind that was on Papley the first half. He just... Sh- like Papley just hadn't had no, seen the man. Yeah, Papley yeah, didn't just was see invisible the man for the first half. So Nick Which Hy- is another feather to Nick's bow. Yeah, Nick Hind is getting a great balance between offense yeah. and, and defence. So he was actually look I actually thought he was close to my B. O. G. Uh, he would uh, he'd be really close to my votes. Probably the one, but
0: I reckon he'd be he'd be in my, my votes definitely.
1: Yeah. Uh, and like I know other people had some midfielders, but I thought they didn't use the ball that well and I thought Hindy did use the ball well, ran through the lines. We have lost nothing. Yeah, and, and for three out, quarters, like, almost three quarters, he's, he shut out Papley out of the whole game. Uh, Papley's only ended up with one anyway. So, yep. Uh, you know, I thought he was brilliant in both having to defend and and also setting up our attack. So Brilliant. Jaden uh,
0: Laverde just, just gave Luke – what's his name? Luke um, McDonald. Luke McDonald. Oh. No, it's not Luke, he plays for North Melbourne. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll just say McDonald it will give him a bath as well Logan, Logan Logan, Logan um, Gave him an absolute bath Yeah, yeah like he, wasn't, he wasn't a well, fan La
1: Verde is becoming a bit of a stopper at the moment He's becoming our, he's becoming a little mini Ambrose I know he's I'm a like, big fan Doesn't get the ball overly a lot But his opponent I think, I, I don't think anyone's has kicked over two goals on, on La Verde this no. year So And like out of nowhere,
0: Jaden. I'm a massive fan of what yeah. he's doing He's because he's always been an athlete, and he can run with some guys, so. and he is
1: stronger than you think. Like yeah, he, like you, you remember when we, even last year when he played forward, he was taking some really strong marks yeah. up forward line. So did nothing wrong. I mean, Zirk Thatcher did very little wrong. I BZT, mean, you, do, you don't want him to have twenty disposals, but because you might, it might well, turn that, over a hey, few. But, yeah, but, but, but if his job is to really shut down a man, then he's doing most of that fine. Like, and and I'm glad Heppel. Um, gave him a bit of a shout out in that audio clip. I uh, mean,
0: Reedy, really tr- he was playing on Reed a fair bit, 2 1. Again, like they got McInerney, got two for them. Papley got 1 2. Buddy, 3 1. Like, I mean, Buddy got his three, that's fine. But it didn't feel like a big nobody, strong game Nobody beat him, us. No. Nobody beat us significantly. Uh, yeah, in I that thought game. the back
1: six, I mean, Heps, uh, I thought was quite good. Um, so I, I thought the back six worked really well. Yeah. Uh, Francis
0: in that in that back line I want to say it again that's one of the best games I've seen that kid play he he worked his rear end off yeah for the entire game he would have been buggered at the end of that I think game. that's what
1: I'm liking from Francis the last two weeks uh because my biggest criticism criticism uh, has been is is where his heads at laconic sometimes yeah, yeah. and he's been really intense uh, uh and just diving at everything, punching it out. So I'll, I'll accept those games every day of the week because uh, – He's undersized for Buddy. He's a, like 39th game or 40th game. So he's, still, he's still actually got a bit to because he's had obviously injuries and and obviously other – we all know off-field stuff. Oh. Um, but he's still got a lot of improvement to go. Uh, and yeah. and he's just working out that nice – a bit like Heine, he's working out – when to go and when not to go, much better, it feels like, this year. So, And then
0: the guy that we just probably didn't even mention but is just Jordan an absolute – he's an automatic defender, this boy.
1: He's all Australian, man. He,
0: Mate, <laughs> 20, 28 <laughs> possessions, 22 kicks, six handballs, eight marks, um,
1: two tackles. Like, could you get a more perfect game of footy? He, but he's just – I love guys that just the game just slows – down when yeah. th- then when they're around yeah. the ball just he just sidesteps so casually just gathers the ball with one arm so easily it's, it's just, no wonder it, they they yeah. thought
0: they'd might like to chuck him closer to the middle of the footy mm. right like to the middle of the ground and maybe play him around the mid or a wing or something because he's smooth as silk that he like, is
1: quickly becoming one of those players where you talk about at 800 900k oh Player, oh yeah, um, and and this is
0: the thing, like the 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 Xavier and those boys are looking at him, going, oh man, what a pickup, how awesome, yeah, yeah, what a pickup, boy, that 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 guy's <laughs> gonna, as soon as he gets that double A at the end of his name for an All Australian pick, that's that's a lot more, like that's a hundred, two hundred, and he's K well ball. on his way, he is, well and on worth him. every red cent in my opinion because he's. He is an absolute rock down there for us at the moment. Um, with the likes of Hindy working well, we've still got Paddy Ambrose, although he played forward in the VFL, didn't he? Um, we've yeah. got him maybe to come back down there. So, Rids, mate, <laughs> I know you're a listener. Um, you're a gun. You yeah, 28, 28 possessions again, second highest of any player on the bloody ground. Put it that way. Um, 22, 28 possessions, incredibly good.
1: Uh, yeah, couldn't couldn't agree more. So. If we go to the midfield, I actually want to talk about the most, for me, the most exciting aspect, probably of last night outside of Hindy, is Nick Cox. Uh, oh, man.
0: <laughs> I, you know, the, the next words out of every commentator's mouth and every podcaster in his mouth is he shouldn't be able to do what he does at 202 centimetres. Mm. Right? Like Sam Draper is slightly taller than him. Seriously, man, could you see Sam Draper doing what he's doing? Picking the ball up off the deck, making quick decisions as fast as a midfielder, turning, giving a tiny little bit of candy, and then taking two of the biggest Great Dane-type steps you've ever seen in your life, and kicking it with the non-preferred foot, just because he could, um, and nailing a goal at 202 centimetres. And then the versatility to, I mean, I don't know that he'd call him a ruckman particularly much. (laughs) He's really thin, Um, but... The, the versatility to be able to have a bit of a run in the ruck and not look like an idiot in there either so the, that kid I tell you what we've pinched one like the, your, your Logan McDonald's are gonna be a decent well, yeah player. right
1: right now if you redo the draft he's in the top three he's easily. Mm. Like Eugen Hagen is going to be a. I, I will and watch still him. and I still say it, it is. Early, early, be, it is early days, but
0: it's going to be a bit of a freak. And Logan McDonald, he's we've everybody's seen enough of that kid to know that he's going to be damn good, right? Um, and the other kid that Will went Phillips to, hasn't really come on for. North no, yet, but and the other the other early days. I, I do get yeah. way early Adelaide. days, but
1: he just looks as a talent like it's like something. Is it kind of feels like something <laughs> AFL hasn't really seen before. That's how I kind of feel like... I
0: think it's the rebirth of a proper wingman. Mm. Like a rebirth of a a significant... um, Who's that dude that was at Hawthorne that played really well? Isaac. Isaac, what's his face? Whoever the hell that, that... Wally, Isaac it? Smith? Isaac Smith, yeah. The dude that, you, that just ran. Yeah, the yeah. wingman. That were, were Went to really, Geelong. Yeah, yeah. But was really damaging on yeah, a yeah. wing and down into half forward and really brought back that Glenn Hawker slash Isaac Smith kind of um, wingman who like, you can chuck a midfielder on a wing and okay, fine, you get an extra midfielder. But him as a wingman and the ability to cover the ground as fast as he does and as far as he does, mm. like, that kid must be supremely fit to be able to, to do what he's doing on a week after week. Like, they haven't given him a break yet. Like, you mm. know how they <laughs> give the kids a bit of a break, maybe playing one or two, and then they give him a break? He must be supremely fit. Um, and I, every time he gets into a big contest, though, I just look at those gangly legs and go, oh, don't... Don't
1: dare get, don't,
0: don't dare get a, a knee or what something. What he
1: does do, though, is he, every game he has shots on goal. yeah. And that's that's worth its weight in gold, man. We don't have a wingman. Yeah, we don't. We're not used to having wingman. Nah, we chuck
0: Zach on a wing, or we chuck somebody on a wing, um, and just tell them to run into the the contest and and become an extra midfielder or something. But that that long loping wing option that can run across the ground, influence both ends of the ground, um, is is a great thing to have. And yeah, n- n- that boy is going to be very good. Um, and I think. I know a lot of people will say this on the Facebook page, um, but D'Oro's done it again. He's dead set done it again. I yeah. mean, I reckon if Logan McDonald was around, he probably would have picked him. But um, we've got a, a real serious player there uh, yeah. in the, in the Cox boy.
1: Now, look, I, I know a lot of people have pumped up Zach Merritt's game, and, and and I will say this: Zach Merritt was good. He had nine tackles. He's he's at his normal twenty-seven or twenty-eight possessions. I felt like though his ball use if he 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 looked like he was gutted after the game like yes. it was interesting 44 percent forty four uh, percent use that. but and it kind of tells because he's he's had eleven inside fifties right and you should go wow but he's had two score involvements for the whole game yeah so it tells me those inside fifties did not go to an SM player good. Yeah. <laughs> yes yeah. uh so I, I felt like he was one of the most gutted I saw visibly after the game uh and he probably had a bit of like. Oh man, I reckon I could have done And I'll tell you, you what, fleet.
0: just on the if if we go to the Whispers, Scotty, if we go to the Whispers, I'm okay, unfortunately, seeing Zach that gutted because it means that he's invested in he the cares. club, yeah, right? Yeah. The boy cares. So just just
1: and he, and like, me. There's a, there is some players, and I can I know some people might probably be screaming through the microphone, like, leave Zachy alone. And we're not there's some players that are close to elite. And you do judge them unfairly. They should be, yeah. yeah I yeah, mean, yeah. like I said with Ridley about the kickouts in you know, the points, and I still say that, by the way. But and that's not to say that Jordan Ridley's really a bad player because I've just said he's all Australian. And but unfortunately, when they get to that high high level, you do t- I do tend to no no no. You don't tend. You should.
0: You I should. go. Well, I yeah. You champions them- get yeah. judged at a higher expectation and output level. They really do. Yeah. And, for, and for the likes of, I mean, 27, 27 um, possessions for Zach, 16 kicks, 11 handballs, 2 marks, 9 tackles, but 44% disposal efficiency? Yeah. That's not okay. It
1: means, he, it means his effort's there. He's got the ball. He's had 9 tackles. He's putting on pressure on. Yeah. Everything's great. It just, he just didn't have a clean football use day. And the thing is… It, it happens, look- sure. But that, I'm just calling it out to saying that's, yeah. you know… He would wish he would he was better in that area.
0: And Nick Cox, like we don't we don't sort of no we didn't mention his disposal efficiency. All we did was say, Great, great game, young kid, talented, both feet, the whole nine yards, right? And the reason why we say that is because he is a kid. And this is his what, his fourth game of AFL football, and he's yeah, barely old enough to buy grog. So we don't look I mean, just between you and me and the fence post, he had we went at eighty three percent, which is gonna get the job done most days. But when we look at um Zach, then Absolutely, 44 is not okay because 27, 27 possessions is Zach's bread and butter. Like that's that's an excellent game from a bloke who should have an excellent game because he's ridiculously talented and he's spending a lot of time in the middle with, with Darcy. And he hasn't got Parrish there and he hasn't got Caldwell. So that's the kind of possessions that you want from your main midfielder to step up because we've lost a couple of mids in the rotation. So 44%, we're not absolutely – we're not bagging Well, we did the same
1: thing to Parrish a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? Yeah. And when we said, you know, yeah, he's really put in hard. We can see that. It's just – you know, he had 43% that night. But it it is, you know, unfortunately football is judged by hitting targets. Uh, And so you just have to say – yeah, he played well, but I, I, I didn't have him in the top three players because, you know, when you have 11 inside 50s, you want at least six score involvements. Yeah. You, know, you, rather, yeah. you want it to hurt the opposition. Yeah. And so to have two, you go well. You know.
0: And it's they're pros. Like this is the thing. Like Scotty and I am sitting in his. front room. I'm not saying room.
1: anything that he doesn't think today.
0: No, that's right. We're sitting.
1: In, <laughs> we're sitting in Scotty's front room,
0: not having played uh, AFL before, right? So we are. It is not lost on us that we're judging a bloke where we've never played game. Um, but that's why you you lovely folk listen to us. <laughs> but um, he gets judged on yeah. the, on uh, on an incredibly good game because he's got the talented to, to, he's got the talent to do it all. But having said that, when do you get twenty-seven possessions at ninety-two percent efficiency, (laughs) right? With seven score involvements, if you did that, you're Chris Judd, Dangerfield, and and he he did it the previous week, didn't he? Yeah, right. So
1: (laughs) this is the thing. Like we understand, he's in good form. Weirdly, just had an off kicking night. Yeah, and that's cool. Uh, And look, and look, the other one that was very strange to me um, was Andy McGrath. I mean, I just could not help think that first half. I was looking at a guy. Who had a cold or had uh, a bug, because his movement was really bizarre. Like I, I feel like I know Andy McGrath well enough to know how he moves his energy, and his energy was really strange. Like he, it wasn't as it, at a normal yeah, high level. Yeah, it just level. wasn't zippy. Yeah. it wasn't. Um, and I kind of almost gave him an out because I feel like. You know, the club might not ever say it, but I just I just was shaking my head, going, No, there's something wrong with Andy tonight. Like, there's just not something's not normal. Like, I thought he actually in the last quarter, strangely, started to try and get involved. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he just wasn't himself. Like, uh, I don't, I, we may never know what kind of is the reason for yeah. that. But um, I don't know. I mean, and, and this is the thing that sometimes,
0: I've got a theory that sometimes not everybody can get twenty five possessions, right? Can get thirty possessions.
1: It's not a theory. It's <laughs> I know, right?
0: But, <laughs> but when, when we say when we say Zeret, <laughs> you got a theory. <laughs> it's 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 well founded. Um, Zeret and Parish, twenty seven and twenty five respectively, right? And the next best sort of possession is Dyson at twenty three, and then Andy at twenty. So it's a good spread, right? We got a, yeah. we got a few blokes not everybody can get those 25, 27 possessions, right? So Andy's probably in that particular case, watching Zerrett and Parish go nuts in the midfield and seeing that they're on and probably isn't trying to influence or take away from their possessions by getting in their way. Mm. But you are right in that first half, he didn't look right. It just didn't
1: look right. Yeah. And, and, and you know, the, the other one I have to say, cause I have to be fair. Cause I pupped this guy up for year after year and, but I have to be fair, uh, you know, to that. Cole Langford just had an off game. Like yeah, uh, he, he yeah, led yeah. the side in clangers. <laughs> yeah, uh, and just didn't didn't have a good game. At nineteen, uh, I think he had six clangers. Yeah, uh, that wasn't real special. It wasn't. It wasn't a great night for Langford. Uh, and that's
0: cool. Everybody has them. That's all good things. Uh, but I mean, Darcy Parrish, I want to call out his name. Another good game.
1: <laughs> yeah, you call. called it out. <laughs> got out his
0: name, Darcy Parrish. Um it's a theory. <laughs> it's <laughs> uh, another good game, man. 25, um, seven kicks, a lot of handballs, 18 handballs. Kicks a goal, yep. Kicks a goal. He's just, uh, he's showing the Essendon Footy Club that he deserves to he's be.
1: He's, he's showing man, he's ready, isn't he? He
0: deserves to be in that first three, in the first three on the ground at the start of the bounce. And, it, and I know you were saying that Caldwell is in behind Darcy or real close to being as good as Darcy. I now disagree, because, like formally disagree, because I know Calds is out for, what, six to eight or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Six to eight. But Parrish is putting his hand up, man. If he was was doing a Langer's right now and just had like 17 or something and wasn't stepping up, then I'd say, well, mate, what more opportunity do you need, Darcy? But this kid is putting his hand up. And he's doing everything he can, man. Like, he looks good in the midfield. He's running out of packs and he's got the blonde hair going. He's looking all good. So I'm a massive fan of Darcy. I have been since the moment we drafted him. We have absolutely destroyed, probably destroyed some of that kid's confidence in playing him in every position other than the one that he should be played in. Um, and then a surprise, surprise, when you put him in the middle, he's a 25-possession player um averaging odd 25 possession midfielder yeah so i'm massively happy for darcy and i hope that he continues i hope that he just racks up possession after possession after possession and Truck and the team realize that he's the kid that you want into the midfield and you can have the caldwells coming through behind him but he's an experienced um talented essendon midfielder now and he should be treated like it
1: yeah no totally agree before we go to the forwards just quickly um uh, just quick one on, on Perkins. Uh, look, uh, he's obviously getting limited game time at the at the moment, uh, which is fine because he, he did come off an injury not long ago. Uh, he, he looks like he's settling in fine to me. Like he, It looks like he's not overawed by no, AFL football. No. Uh, and he, you know, I think he had like 90% efficiency for the 11 or 12 disposals he had. Yeah, 90. Uh, so, yeah, so... I, I, for me, just keep playing the kid. just he'll, <laughs> There's, there's the nothing more, wrong with him. The more he gets used to it, the more he'll be more damaging and the better we'll get. So, And I must admit, whenever I saw
0: him sort of at the ball, they had someone on his hammer. So someone was sticking with him. Like they weren't just giving the rookie no respect and letting him yeah. run around by yeah. himself, there was they they manned up on that kid.
1: Oh, Sydney's just a very good defensive yeah. team site. Actually, know? that's
0: a really good point you make. You got to you got to understand the opposition. Exactly really good right. Side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the likes of Perkins and that's again, how how good a game Cox's game is because. They were really, really tough defensive side Sydney, and to get off the chain for a goal and however many possessions he got, and for the perk to get, um, what uh, eleven at ninety percent, that's not bad, man. That's not bad for game number two or three or whatever it is. Mm. So yeah, m- more than happy with him. Keep playing him. No problems at all.
1: Now uh, let's go down to uh, what I call Cow Hooker Land. Are uh, we?
0: Are we, we going to do the break? Are
1: we going to do the break? Are we? Are all we right. Do a break? Let's go. To let's let's break. do a break and we come back with the forwards.
0: Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch Up Podcast. Now then, the forward line. Who do we want to who do we, we want to single out in the forward line first?
1: Uh I'll let you have your names. But uh look, for me, I just mentioned it before the <laughs> break, sorry, but Carl Hooker, <laughs> uh, averaging four goals the last three games. I know. Uh, so he's he's not doing much wrong, is he? I, I mean, know. I,
0: I I keep saying he's a defender. I, I keep saying he's a defender, and I think I think he still is, but this whole new, the new rule system,
1: what's allowing... It is helping him. It's yeah.
0: helping him in a big way. So right. if if these new rules are helping Cale Hooker as a forward, then leave the boy there. Oh, if
1: we're going to get four goals out of a forward, then absolutely, it's very hard to move him at the moment.
0: Absolutely. That's why I want to see Peter Wright back in the forward line because mm. he's going to be more effective for us down there and maybe he kicks a few because
1: of the, of the new rule changes making it more open. See, I... I'm a little bit concerned with Peter Wright back in the forward line. Cause, yeah, you're true. Because uh, I'm, I'm concerned that if I saw something that happened in the first two rounds, right, I saw the opposition halfbacks run off our tools really easily uh, yeah. with Wright, Hooker and Jones. Um, and not Jones is a little bit more competitive and, and a bit more quicker, but I, I did feel like they could run off us quite easily. And since um, Stringer and Waterman's coming to the side, we're a little bit more mobile. Yeah, I agree. Faster. Yep. And I felt like the balance is really good at the moment. Jakey looks dangerous. As so as. I kind of felt like Phillips, who played a really good game in the VFL last night, which I'll talk about later. Um, <sighs> if he comes in, and excuse me, yeah, right's a very difficult one to to look at there because yeah. you do have to factor that in that 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 the opposition will run off him. And if he's only presenting one or two goals a game uh, and you move Hooker down back and you've lost four goals. Like, I don't think Hooker's going anywhere now. Yeah, <laughs> well, cool it would be part. interesting how they – I think they want Hooker to go back and Ambrose forward. Which oh, is, really? Well, Ambrose mm. played the whole game last night full forward. Um, oh, don't know about that. Uh, yeah,
0: I'm not quite on board with I've, all that. We've, we've watched Paddy Ambrose since day one and his hands – his marking ability is not his overall strong point.
1: No, and it wasn't to last night either. Yeah, so, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's... He crashed packs, I'll give him that. Oh, it's the boy's <laughs> made of rock. But...
0: No, it'll be very, you, you are a very good point you're making that I want Peter Wright in that forward line, right? Because he he presents and he mobile and he does that stuff down there and we don't have to even, He can lead and that sort of stuff. But... The likes of Stringer and Waterman. I also want Waterman in that side moving forward. Because oh, he's... Time. The involvements that he... Like, when the ball hits the ground, he's very um, involved in the process. He's leading really well. And he has a rifle for a left boot, right? <laughs> oh, any shot on goal. You feel like... It's, it's going to go goal. straight through. Because he doesn't even... He doesn't even swing the ball. Or maybe he kicks it right through the middle. Like, he looks yeah. really good. So, I want him in there. And I want Jakey in there. And I want Hooksy in there. So far. So... <laughs>
1: uh yeah it's that's what i'm saying it's a, it's tough a, it's a little coaching dilemma but uh, i got a funny f- you know m- maybe they'll play right in the ruck again another week uh because phillips have only phillips has only just come back did he play a half last night or like a? Full? No, he played a full game okay. and ran it out pretty well so it, it's gonna be a touch and go it is actually um i thought it was really good i thought brian was really good so it's because really, are, are, yeah. r-
0: a decent well let me rephrase this a, a dedicated ruckman last night. Uh, last night uh, against the Swans, and we probably win.
1: Well, that's. I mean, that's one area, right, where midfield got absolutely smashed, and that's probably a little bit down to right. And I'm not, yeah. so, sorry, Peter. Uh, no, but, it is. Yeah. But 47 to 24 clearances. That's a smashing. Yeah. Like that's a real smashing. And
0: again, it speaks to our backline. Mm, I know. It speaks to our backline's ability to actually keep those 40 somewhat out. Um, when it kept going in there, coming in there, coming in there. Because I, I was looking going, hang on a minute, what's happened to, to Zaka and um and Parrish getting these clearances? Man, can we get a clearance please?" And the reason for that is because Hickey, who's not, is it Hickey? Yeah, yeah. Hickey, who's not the world's greatest Ruckman, was having a field day. As he should on a, on a bloke like right. So if we can bring Phillips back in, who I don't mind.
1: like I feel like we need to even the contest a little. We've least. got
0: to. We've got to be able to even the contest, right? And... If Nick Bryan isn't going to get a game because he's still a bit sort of raw, then fine. Bring Phillips back, and oh, it sucks to say, but if that doesn't leave room for for right, then I'm sorry, but we need that. We absolutely need that
1: ruck presence. Yeah, I, I, I got my gut feeling is we do too. So now
0: a couple of quick ones I want to mention who, um, I, I, again, they're not world beaters for us but again um braden ham and devon smith um pair of uh, 16 possessions each going at 75 81 um percent very serviceable for us hammy hammy's having a pretty good pretty two three weeks actually really good two or three weeks um i think the club really liked that kid they're they're persisting with him which is great because it's he's performing um and dev smith is starting to come back to the dev smith that we know yeah. Um. He's very, very influential when he gets the ball. Does really good things with it. So I want to call out a pair of those
1: boys as well. Yeah. So look. Um. Uh, look. As I'm looking through, that's pretty much my list of names. Obviously, Saharakis couldn't get onto the onto the ground. There was no sub. So uh, he actually played last night and it was you know it was probably in the top two uh, in the VFL. Um. I'll, I'll do. Just to quickly on the VFL, just to give you some very quick rundown on, on some players. Zaka obviously yeah, did very well. I've spoken about Phillips and Brian. They they'll probably in the top six as well. Uh, I thought Zach Reed was really impressive. Uh, he probably got the ball about 20 times, and uh, he would have actually gone at 100%. I didn't see him actually turn over at once. Uh, he, he, the reason why I am I say he's probably not ready for AFL because um, when you play a team like Frankston, right, where they're kind of like an older kind of group, uh, so it's like either ex AFL footballers or because yeah. Josh Begley was playing. Was and, um, okay. did he do any good? Yeah, he kicked one goal, but it okay. was a bit Josh Begley like. Um, yep. Uh, but I do notice that unfortunately Zach Reed does need to play key position, and he does get pushed under the ball or pushed aside quite easily. Okay. And and in an AFL, I think he's going to be exposed too easily. And that's not his fault because um, he's grown so quickly. Because he's thin, yeah. It's just, he's just <laughs> um, thin. That's all there is to it. Uh, but he, you know, he does everything. Like last night, like I said, he had 20 disposals, hit every target. He does everything smooth and nice. So, you know, as soon as he gets muscles, yeah, this guy will, this guy could have like a Ridley leap, you know, from, from you know, one to, you know, in, in his kind of third year kind of scenario where it just goes bang. Yeah, and, and things click. And now I've arrived, I've got the body... Yeah. Um, like him and ridley could be absolute force oh
0: on the back <laughs> one that would be uh, yeah yeah that would be just huge.
1: kicking the ball perfect you know and composed and that's because
0: that's one of reed's main skills is how how the, a good decision maker he is and he's composed, really, composed smart, yeah. talented by foot and a, a, just a clear defender right so um yeah that that's something to really look forward to
1: yeah, so um, Ambrose only played a half, so he'll definitely play another VFL game. Uh, Josh Ayer yeah, actually had a bit of a stinger. Oh, I must have. Uh, sorry, sorry. Something you want to hear? J- you know what? This is. I've got to say. I've got to say this because it. I. It is the one of the most bizarre things I ever saw last night. He looked like he was injured at least six times in this game. Oh, Who gosh. Yeah, every time he went up for a mark, he came down and grabbed Spon part of his leg, and looked like he was gone. Really, He would go off to the bench, right? Sit on the bench for five minutes and just sprint back on. And then, and it was like on repeat. He went then, went for a big mark again. Oh, then grabbed the hammy, uh, ran off. No one's looking at it. Like no one's even paying attention to him. He sits down. Five Minutes later, he sprints back on, and I, was, See, a, I swear there was something in his head last night that thought he was injured five or six times, and nah, he he's, never was. He's,
0: he's foxing, he's just foxing the boys. He's just it was, making you think he's injured. I know, and he's that sounds,
1: I know that sounds weird hearing what I'm saying and going, Yeah, Scott, are you elaborating? I swear I'm not. <laughs> I, I was like, I was like talking to Neil who was next to me, Nackers from Blitz, and going, What the hell is this? Like, uh, like. Is he injured or not? Like, he can't just run back five <laughs> minutes later. And then, and then, like, he would have gone to the bench at least 10 to 15 times. Uh, so I felt like he only played half a game. Uh, but I guess his issue was that um, they played Phillips half a game down the forward line and Ambrose a full forward. So he, he, he kind of was a bit jog, log jammed, jog uh, uh, um, jog jammed? Log, log jammed um, down there. So he just had no room to work. Uh, he did kick a goal from a nice mark and lead. But, um, Absolutely, he did. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, Would have been it the was, greatest goal of the night. It was just a very strange... Cutler, you know, for, for all the uh, things that we've said, he actually had about 30 possessions, by the way, and was probably in the top oh, three. Really? So uh, he had a really good game. So, look, the, boy, geez, the, the, frustrating the boys got well. a four-goal lead. I'm sorry, a four-goal win. Uh, that's their first win uh, of, the, of the season so far. It was their final fifth practice match. So, they play round one next week up in Brisbane. So, the whole side, the whole, I guess the whole list goes up to Brisbane. Yeah, yeah. I think next uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, and, and look, I do know the VFLW ladies uh, won today by around about eight or nine points. Yes, against, go Dons. Well, against, well done, ladies. Against Hawthorne, which is always nice. Yeah. So, we were three points away from a very good like <laughs> it, right? club weekend. So, um, so look... Uh, yeah, how do I feel? I, I I hope we have the same spirit um, when we attack Brisbane Lions next week. There's going to be a lot of whole Joe Danahar talk and drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not really that interested, to be honest. Nah, I'm
0: one of those guys, that it's gone, he's gone. Joe's, Joe's, I bet you Joe's not that interested either, to no. be quite frank. Joe, Joe wouldn't be interested in the, oh, it's a rivalry. He, he wanted to move on, he's moved on. Yeah. Even more than Orazio and those guys, Like and Saad, he he wanted out. And and that's fine, man. Like his, his his dad went and played in Sydney, and and that's fine. And J- Joey's gone. He's gone. He ain't coming back. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I genuinely hope that if they put Zerk on him, or so, I hope he gives him a bath. <laughs> I dead set hope He gets four possessions and kicks about zero goals, seven. So bad luck, Joe. You uh, that's what you get. But next week, mate. Again, I'm I'm
1: a bit happy that we're half a chance. Well, I mean, we're kind of playing. Then you know, you know, if you said on the start of the year, we're probably playing three of the top five teams. I know, I know, and it's our third interstate game in four weeks. So, oh, that's huge, a, man. They're kind of hitting us hard here, right? No, but um, yeah, let's take on the game. Like like Heppel addressed to the guys. He said, you know, let's. I can't wait till next Saturday. Yeah, I want to bring it. Let's bring it to Brisbane. Um, so she's three, three out of the last four. Travel, man. That's that's big. Yeah,
0: there's going to be a big gap in the middle, surely, where we're not where we're not traveling. Well, the much. second
1: half, yeah, the second half of the year is like we don't travel. Yeah, it's a much easier schedule. Yeah, uh, it was one of those ones. Yeah, if you fluked... like if we actually fluked it and we were three and one, we were right. We were right yeah, in the yeah big year. time. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. second half of the year is actually much much easier. My, we, we only travel once out of eleven games. and yeah. we play most of it at Marvel and the MCG. The whole yeah, year, nice against much better opposition. So. All right, so yeah. All right, well, if we wrap it up, Scotty, um, where can we where can we find you? You can find me at Heath. No, no, no. <laughs> no um, I won't say am my addressed. Um, uh, no, you can find me on Scooter on Twitter. You can obviously catch us on the lunch catch up uh, at Twitter. Yep. Um, the FB page um, you can get us there Facebook page is going a bit nuts lately Facebook, I
0: know we're getting heaps thanks everybody for the, for the new members that are coming through we've uh, gone
1: from like 1000 to 1500 I know really in
0: quick no time so big fan of you guys thank you very much um, you can also get us on the Patreon um, we've, uh, we've had a couple new oh, we had a lot actually new members that have come through on the Patreon little as three bucks um, we get two extra episodes a week and you can uh, chat to us on Patreon anytime you like so massive thank you to all of our new Patreons Um, You can get us on the FB page, shoot us a message on the FB page. We really like um, watching everybody's comments on the FB page, so um, check us out there as well. Um, But uh, yeah, also you're probably listening to this on your preferred uh, podcast uh, medium, Um, but you can get us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Spotify, that's the new one, (laughs) it's the trendy version. Spotify, SoundCloud, um, iTunes and the whole nine yards, so you can get us everywhere.
1: Yeah, so... Uh, here's hoping for a, a good week. Uh, don't feel like we got many injuries out of the the Sydney game, did no, we? I d- no, well, I didn't there's no sub, yeah, yeah. So didn't hear anything. So that's a good. We finally had a game with a clean bill of health. So <laughs> right. uh, continuity time. always helps. So let's let's bring it to uh, the Brisbane Lions this week, uh, and this is probably us signing off.
0: Yes, indeed, we will. Uh, we'll talk to you guys very soon.
1: Sounds good. Go bombers.